You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio. I'm your host, Asia Celestino, filling in for Rick Franzi. <laughs> Our first guest today is Sherry Benjamin, CEO and co-founder, or I'm sorry, CEO and founder of S. Benjamins & Company. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Center Club, Community Bank Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, Sunup Group, TNCO, Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. To connect with us on LinkedIn, search for Richard Rick Franzi, CEO Peer Groups on Twitter. On your podcasting software like iTunes, type in Critical Mass Radio Show, and don't miss our YouTube channel, that is also under Rick Franzi. With over 25 years of experience in business management, consulting services, and human resources, Sherry Benjamins offers all that she has in making sure that her clients find the right people and talent they need to run their organization through her very own S. Benjamins & Co. Sherry, welcome to our show. Thank you, Asia. I appreciate being invited. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for coming in. So, I want to start off by asking you, since you're the expert in this field, what are you seeing as far as trends in the market of hiring and recruitment for Southern California? I would usually ask about Orange County in particular, but I know you have clients in uh, Orange County, L.A. County, San Diego. So what are you seeing for Southern California as a whole? Well, the exciting news is that it is the best market I think I've seen in the past eight eight, nine years. So that's the good news. Uh, Companies are growing again. They're investing in talent. They're concerned about the folks they have on board, and they're concerned about keeping them. The needs are are really expanding in these growing entrepreneurial companies. So that's the good news. On the the not-so-good news, it's highly unpredictable and changing rapidly. So one week, we have openings, and companies are trying to recruit and build up a new business unit or a function. And the next week they've said, well, we're going to change our mind and move in a different direction. So it's uh, tremendously changing. Uh, And that makes it difficult for the candidate, makes it difficult for us as we continue to serve our clients. Great. And let's talk more about your business, S. Benjamins & Co. How did you find yourself in this industry? Well, I was fortunate to have... uh, almost 20 years of experience in corporate life uh, and in working for a consulting organization. And the corporate life was great. I had an opportunity to work for a highly respected premier healthcare company here in Orange County that really understood the element of talent and taking care of people and developing people. And I think it was one of the first companies, and this is back quite a ways, one of the first companies that really said, we're going to develop talent and we're going to hold our line leaders responsible for that mission. And human resources will support us in achieving that. And we did quarterly talent reviews. The the C-level executives and managers were responsible for doing that. So great grounding in that respect. Then I went on to work for a a large international uh, consulting services company. And I learned about how to run a business. So as an HR professional, 
I was one of the few that rose their hand in, in a meeting one day. Someone said, well, would you like to learn about running a business, not just serving the business? And I was one of the few that said, yes, give me that opportunity. So eight years later, I decided that um, it was time to maybe use what I had learned in helping others be, uh, change careers and do, do that for myself and start the company. That's perfect because I think our listening audience is a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. So people that maybe did start off the same way as you serving a company and realizing I kind of want to do my own thing and serve in a different way that is more suited to myself. So what was it for you that really made you want to raise your hand in that meeting and start to think outside of the box? Well, it was always about learning and stretch. And so what could I do next? You know, what would challenge me next? And, and, and also being in touch with what did the, did the business need? So I was always looking for the intersection between what could I learn and also what would bring value to the business. And so that's why I was always the one that said, now I'll take that. I'll try that. And I come from an entrepreneurial family and Mm. it was never really a fear that, well, oh my gosh, what if I fail? Well, it was always, you know, I'll pick myself up and decide on something else to do. So it was an adventure always to try something new. So let's talk about your business in particular. What services do you offer and what really sets you apart from other companies similar to yours? Well, we do three things. We help companies find great talent. So we are a search firm. We work in the middle to senior level market. Those uh, executives that are somewhere between the manager level, director, and vice president, sometimes a C-level executive as well. So we'll help the company find those gems. The second thing we do is we will help a company uh, learn the skills and systems and processes to do that for themselves. So we'll share what we know. We will teach them how to fish in those ponds and celebrate when they're self-reliant. So that's number two. Mm -hmm. The third thing we do is we bring talent together. So I have hosted two executive roundtables here in Orange County for the past almost 15 years. We love roundtables here (laughs) at Critical Mass. Do you? (laughs) Well, it's a learning forum, Mm -hmm. and I am all about how do we collaborate and learn from each other and uh, authentically connect so that we can be better at our, as our own you know, leadership, uh, as a leader, and also help others grow. So those, those are the three things that we've invested in. Yeah, and I would say just from what you've mentioned about your business, it seems like what really sets you apart is that you don't just let people go to you as the resource. You also offer to train them and set them up for the strategies that they need to look for people efficiently and in the right areas. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I think that where we're headed now in this contemporary uh, space of finding great talent is that leaders need to be doing this heavy lifting. I know every one of my clients will say, I work 24-7, I have so many plates I'm spinning. Sherry, just help me find that talent. However, the great folks out there who are looking for jobs want to talk to the leader. They want to connect to the leader. They want relationships with great other people like yourself and Richard in this community. And so what better than to teach our clients that this is part of their role as well. And yes, we can be a great transaction and help them build, you know, a funnel of of talent, but they can do it too. So that's why I am all about helping our clients be self-reliant. And yes, we do great search for them and we do a number of um, 
challenging searches. However, the key to that work is their partnership. So every week we do um, a a debrief, um, an update on what we're finding on a particular project, and we explore the strategy on how we got there and what we've learned in the market, and we expect their participation in helping to solve for that so we can find their talent even more quickly. I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about your systems and your processes for finding great talent because I think that's really at the core of any amazing and well-run business. So how important is that? And if you could just touch on it very lightly, what are kind of the basics of your systems. Yeah, so you mean the magic formula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sec- yeah, if you could just touch on it really quick, what are your secret ingredients to success? <laughs> well, okay, so the easy thing to say is that we do ask our clients the, to develop their own network. And I mean, we'll if we'll look on LinkedIn, and of course, you know, I was about to ask you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn will love this commercial, but you know, mm-hmm. they are right now the big game in sh- in town. So mm-hmm. you have to be on LinkedIn. But we'll go to our client and say, "Listen, we saw your profile on LinkedIn. It undersells and underwhelms me on how impressive you are as a mm-hmm. leader. Fix that. Build your connections. Build, you know, help us connect to great people in your network, or we'll do it for you." So that is one one way we we source. The other is we get very specific about well, where would this ideal candidate be today? Mm-hmm. What culture have they come from? Um, what do you think would excite them about the opportunity? Because frankly, Asia, in this market today, it's not about us, the employer. It's about them, the candidates. Mm-hmm. And if we can't put together a really compelling, creative message on why that candidate should even consider us, the employer, we're not in the game. And that is the big shift, I think, that's happening in, in employment uh, recruitment today. Great. On that note, um, we're going to get back and delve into this subject after the break and keep talking with Sherry. So if you're listening, stay tuned, but we got to take a quick break. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Are you looking for your successor? Someone as dedicated and experienced in their field as you? Executives Unlimited delivers the top executive talent you need for your company's long-term success. 98% of our clients re-engage us for additional hires, and over 90% of the executives placed by us since 2007 are still in their positions or have been promoted. That's twice the industry's average retention rate. How do we do this? Dedication. Executives Unlimited believe success isn't success until it's long-term. Call us to invest in your long-term success. 562-627-3800 or visit us at executivesunlimited.com. Let our long-term success leverage yours. 
Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and Unified Communications Technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Welcome back to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Asia Celestino, filling in for Rick Franzi. All shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, our former guest websites, and other business-oriented podcasting services. Each month, we have several thousand downloads of our podcast, so we'd like to thank you guys who are listening. Let's get back to our interview with Sherry Benjamins. Sherry is the CEO and founder of S. Benjamins and & Company. And right before the break, we were talking a little bit about what sets them apart and their systems and processes. And Sherry was mentioning that they help create interesting messages and stories that really bring the top talent that they're looking for at these different companies into their circle. So let's talk a little bit more about what that entails, because a lot of times I think people think, well, the employer is the most important thing. People are looking for these dream jobs, Mm -hmm. but what people don't realize is the talent is just as important in that equation. Right, Right. that is. And that Uh, I would be bold enough to say that if a company believes that their job description or their opportunity is more important than understanding what is in the minds and hearts of those candidates out there, then they shouldn't even start the search until they've done their homework. Because they can sit down with their existing employees and say, what was it that brought you here? Mm-hmm. What, what were you le- were looking for in, you know, in this uh, career opportunity with us? What have you learned by being with us? Uh, what's important to you as you grow as a professional? And those are the pieces that need to be put into the message so that the person that sees your posting on LinkedIn, for example, it's written in a way that speaks to the person that you want to raise their hand and say, I want to know more. I'm not looking for a job right now, but the way you've articulated the kind of culture and environment and learning that goes on in your company and the kind of respected behaviors that are par- that, that really make up who you are as an organization, that sounds like me. I want to know more. And that's what we want to do and eliminate and destroy the old job description mindset. But if you go on LinkedIn today and you look at job postings, they look like job descriptions. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that, that one of the biggest opportunities for employers is get rid of the job description and talk about why this might be an opportunity for someone who is eager to learn, smart as can be, Uh, willing to take on accountability and work with others in a team setting. If those are values that uh, the company holds, let's write the story to address that. Um, One of the biggest mistakes I see in LinkedIn, uh, in my clients today, as it relates to LinkedIn and social media, is that our clients, some of them, very few, but some will Mm -hmm. say, I don't want to be in LinkedIn. 
I don't want to be present. I don't want to have visibility. Which is crazy because I love LinkedIn so much. <laughs> I know. And I do too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Sherry, I'm going to fly under the radar mm-hmm. and I don't want to put anything out there about myself. And I These s- are all you listeners who don't have a profile picture on LinkedIn, <laughs> haven't listed any work experience. Right. So we're talking to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'll say, so like, what's the story about that? Well, you know, there's things we don't want to say. Okay, so the the future um, value proposition for careers out there is that candidates want to know the people they're going to be working with. And as soon as they read a job posting, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to go on LinkedIn and find out where does Asia work, what is her background, will I like somebody like that, could I learn from somebody like that? And that is the truth about the power of this particular um, social platform right now. So by saying you're not going to participate in it, saying you're not going to get some of the very best talent. I'm so glad that your company has adapted well to platforms like LinkedIn. I'm sure there are other ones online that you've had to adapt to. So let's talk a little bit about that, just that, the evolution of incorporating different things like social media and this connected internet (laughs) that has gone so viral and crazy. What is it like to kind of balance the tradition of maybe companies that are more protective about their Mm -hmm. reputation and then trying to incorporate a really creative way of reaching out to people? One thing we created that allowed for some balance is um, we uh, there are companies that are more traditional and they have a, a careers site where they expect candidates to go, right? But those career sites are less than the most innovative. <clears throat> less than appealing. Respectfully <laughs> saying that they just haven't had the time or the internal IT mm-hmm. resources to improve their career site. So for every search, uh, we create a microsite for that search. It has a tailored URL, so it might be bestsalesjobinoc.com. It might be talent for one of our wonderful clients, who um, premier motorcycle company in Southern California. We said something like um, loveriding.com, something like that. And that website becomes the place where we can create the compelling message. It's our, it's S. Benjamin's and Company site. But it says representing the XYZ company, and we can get creative, and they allow us to do that. And are those all archived on S. Benjamin's website? No, they're private entry. Mm -hmm. So every time we do a search, we use that tailored URL, um, and we have to invite somebody in LinkedIn to go check us out on this ta- this unique URL. Very exclusive. Very exclusive. So we've controlled the masses and our clients that are on the uh, clients conservative or progressive like that. So it's just their story. We can post videos. We can talk about the CEO. It's a it's a way of allowing the candidate to connect with the leaders of that company and learn more when they don't have the time or resources to change up their career site. Wow, that is really unique. It is unique. I and you know it's not that difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So um, for those of you listening, um, don't do that. Let us <laughs> let us do it for you. But the content is the part that's the magic mm-hmm. formula, and that is it's not a job description. It is a story about why um, this opportunity might serve your personal career need to be in a place that's innovative, 
challenges your thinking, gives you a career path, and here's how this unfolds. And another thing we put on the website, which is not in a job description, what do you get actually get to do in the first six months when you come work for us? What are the oh, projects that's great. that you get to roll up your sleeves and make a difference in? And our candidates time and time again say, oh, I'm so glad you told me that. That is really powerful. It's not just the job duty. Getting thrown into this position and having no idea right. what it's going to be like. Right. You've mentioned a few different types of clients, and I know that you serve companies from various industries. Who is your ideal client? The first thing I think about when you ask me that is that the ideal client is someone who values an internal and external relationship or a partnership. So we know companies that really take care of and are trying to take care of their internal employees and be respectful and honest and authentic. Then there are companies that get that and they translate that into how will I teach and how will I um, build a relationship with and respect an external contact. And we want companies that see both as important. So candidates are special. Candidates are just like customers. They are your customers. And the best companies for us are organizations that get that part of the equation. That's That means that you follow up with candidates. They're not falling into a dark hole somewhere. We don't let that happen. We want to be informing the candidate what's happening in the search, and the client has to f- be able to share that with us. The other ideal scenario for a client for us is a company that's growing and expanding and actually wants to change things up. Maybe there's a new skill set they're developing, there's a new story to be told, and we want to share that story. I was about to ask, you mentioned growing, so is there a minimum, maximum number of employees you must have within your company? Is it startups? Is it established corporations? What's been fun in the last few years with this growing market that you asked me about is that the, where you know two years ago I would say most of my companies were in the two thousand employee or bigger and we have lovely oh, relationships wow. <laughs> big companies but in the last two years the companies are smaller fascinating you know forty employees growing like crazy two hundred employees just very entrepreneurial and sometimes less we just met with a, yesterday we met with a company that has ten employees they want to hire five more people this year only I mean this year alone. So can imagine the, the challenge that a CEO has of that size to say, I want to you know, grow that much in the next six months. It can be daunting. So and that's even more important when you're strictly looking at very few individuals. That makes it even more crucial yes. when you're making the decision and more of a reason for you to yeah. hire someone like your company. Yeah. And what I notice with those companies is that they um, have younger CEOs, they are more open to the conversation about talent as a competitive advantage and what it will take to amp up the game to engage this the best people in the marketplace. They get that. I like, I like working with people like that. I think we're running out of time, so I want to make sure that anyone listening and is looking for hiring and recruiting solutions from Sherry at S. Benjamins & Co., how can people reach you? Well, we um, have a a website, and you can read about my team that has been with me for many, many years. Great, deeply experienced team, and uh, it's www.sbcompany.net. We have a company page on LinkedIn. We have one on Facebook. Come visit us. We can connect with you, and that's the best way. 
Okay, so that's svcompany.net for all of your hiring, <laughs> recruiting, LinkedIn help. <laughs> that's where you need to go. Um, thank you so much for joining us in You're studio. Welcome. And just because we have about a minute left, I wanted to ask you, how when, when people reach out to you and say they need help, does it start with a consultation? How do they go from there? Do you have a sort of set list of packages? Well, we do provide search, and we will help you um, build a capability to do your own search, but it really is it is very uh, consultative, and we ask a lot of questions. What's the most important? What are the priorities? How can we help you with, with what element first? And sometimes we'll say, hold off on going with a search. We want to come in and help you understand your organization, and we can do that too. Okay, so very tailored and specific to very, client. Yes, We love is. that. We love that at Critical <laughs> Mass. Thank you again, Sherry, for coming You're in. You're welcome. All right. Well, we're taking another break and stay tuned because after this, we're going to be talking with our next guest and you don't want to miss it. Wow. Marketing predictions are out for 2015 and marketing success is changing. Did you know that Google is now actively tracking your business and personal brand and online reputation? Online and offline marketing has changed. Google is driving more than 85% of your traffic. And if your brand is inconsistent or has poor mobile usability, your rankings and traffic can suffer in 2015. To learn how your business is currently viewed and what can be done to improve your brand's visibility and authority, contact SunUp Group for a free marketing analysis. It could be a business game changer. Visit www.sunupgroup.com today. Or call 877-609-3840, extension 700. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitment in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based Tea & Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tandco.me. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Asia Celestino, filling in for Rick Franzi. If you listen to the show via iTunes, take a minute to write a review. And if you haven't found us yet on iTunes, simply type in Critical Mass Radio Show. you got to listen to us. We have a lot of great shows. So let's get into our next interview. 
Being creative and innovative may be two of the leading factors in giving your firm that extra boost of what it needs. With highly popular keynotes and workshops and appearances on business programs, not as fantastic as ours, you know, just NPR marketplace, things like that, Maxine Shapiro offers and shows her passion for releasing the talent within clients and their organizations. Maxine, thank you so much for joining us in studio today. Asia, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And we've talked a little bit before, so people have no idea what they're in for with this, but I want to hear about your story. So how did you become a real thought leader and coach in this industry? Well, I spent, after 15 years on the floor of the Chicago Board of Trade, Uh, And what I would do in the evenings is I would then go and be in some theater group, and then I started doing Second City while I was fully immersed in the financial industry. And I moved down to Dallas, Texas, and started co-hosting a financial radio show and went on to Marketplace, as you mentioned, Marketplace Morning Report, and I, I, I saw that for organizations to flourish... They had to start accessing the latent talent of their employees. And this was a passion of mine. I just got, and still doing improv. So I was at this uh, workshop in Upper State, New York, and I'm doing one of the exercises, and I'm going, oh my gosh, this translates perfectly to business. And I I just got crazed. And, And the person who was leading that workshop, uh, said, oh my gosh, there's a slew of us around the world that do this. And I found Applied Improvisation Network, and uh, I have been doing that since, and it has been a joy, a wonder, a roller coaster. And it's such a unique combination of two different elements that seem so juxtaposed. So can you talk a little bit about your definition of improv and what you may think people think of when they hear improv? Oh, Excellent question, because it, when people are like, oh, my God, it's going to be, you know, you and your boss are at a bus stop, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> three employees walk into a bar. No, it's not that at all. It's not. This is the application of improvisation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, improvisation is, is really thinking quick on your feet, being spontaneous, being able to react. Now, there are many components within the improv world, and that's what I'm saying, the translate. And Asia, you said something earlier that they were just opposed, that, that finance and improv, and it's not. Anyone who thinks that they're going to wake up in the morning and go, I know how my, my business day is going to go, ask any of them if it ever did. Of course it didn't. You know, we have to be ready for those changes, and the new economy is all about agility. Definitely. And coming from the world of finance, there is this idea for a lot of people who use the term coach. And finance doesn't have that same kind of connotation because it's so numbers and specific. Mm. So what was your thought process like when you made this transition from finance into something that's more creative and out of the box? Sure. That's funny because, you know, my company's called Inside the Box, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, that's okay, Asia. Um, so first of all, let me explain that, that, yes, when I was on the floor of the Board of Trade, yes, that was f- the financial world. It was commodity trading, you know. And then tra- but what happened throughout, you know, my evolution in that was it became more about business. So I got to touch all industries. I had to report on it. I had to give a commentary on it. You know, it was daily when I was on North Texas Public Radio. It was weekly when I was on Marketplace. So it was really about um, 
about business. So for me, the transition was extremely easy because I was literally, like I said, immersed in that world. And I went, ah, you know, Enron and WorldCom and, you know, transparency and CEOs and what's happening here, you know. And, and meanwhile, employees are like, I don't know what's happening. So it, it, it was a, to me, it was the right transition. I see. And let's talk about your brand now. So what what is your brand like uh, for someone who isn't familiar with your keynote presentations and your workshops? What would they expect from Maxine? High energy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a lot of uh, interaction, which is really important. I only know one way of learning, and that's by experiencing it. So you can call it, you know, experiential training. You can call it interactive engagement. You know, people use all these words. I'm going to just tell you that there's some of them are, are even called games. Okay, but what I, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Bring them on. You know. Um, so what I like to do is go in and, and it starts right off. I mean, I start right off to get them comfortably out of their comfort zone. So whether it's a room of 600 people or you know a board of of seven, you know wonderful egos going at once, I immediately go into an activity. So the the branding, and and the reason why I started calling it inside the box is because that whole term, think outside, that you had to be clever, and people weren't speaking up because they had to be clever. And I'm going, no, it's the obvious things that connect us, right? Let's take Steve Jobs for one. How innovative was this man? Extremely. Right, we we lost we lost a great innovator, an icon, yes, uh, definitely. Now, when he was doing the iPhone and his iPad, now he could have made some really fancy stylist. He could have, you know, there's so much he could have done. What's more obvious than the finger, right? Kept it simple. Kept it simple, mm-hmm. exactly. Thank you. I love that because it's almost like the expression, I don't want to reinvent the wheel with people who want to take something that's already established and build on that or innovate within that. Thank you. <laughs> what, a, what a segue for Yes And. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, let's hear about Yes And. Yes And. And for everyone listening, I know it can be a little bit hard to keep up with us. We're both a ball of energy in here, but you need to look into this woman because so many of her strategies are things that you can adapt right now. Exactly. So let's talk about your I don't even want to call it a strategy. It's more of a way of thinking. Let's talk about the yes and. Absolutely. Well, what is that? What is it? It's the the opposite of yes, but. Mm. Okay, but we can't do that. But we tried it last mm-hmm. year. I don't know. It's never going to work. You know. Yes, and is awake. And you started saying it. It's about building on other ideas. So let's just take it from where we were. By you stating something that's obvious. Okay, I get a thought that goes, oh my gosh, and we could do this, and we can do that. Salespeople absolutely love yes and if they're open to it, but it means you have to be listening, okay? It means that I have to hear. It means that I have to, you know, know my strategy and be able to keep it in my back pocket and most importantly, be present to you, all right? So I can hear what you're saying and build on it, all right? Now, does that mean that you never say no? Maybe. Mike, I was just listening to Mike, I know, wouldn't that be terrible? Mike Rothenberg, um, who owns Rothenberg Ventures, 30-year-old, probably billionaire by now, all right? He was talking about his whole company is run like improv. He took his improv class at Stanford Business School, okay? So you've got MIT, you've got Wharton, you've got 
you know, UCLA business schools, all of these schools now are now teaching improv because leaders have to be more agile. They have to be more collaborative. And and what Mike said, he goes, you know, you have people around you that you trust. If you don't, then why are they around you? Okay? Can't you find something good to say about something that they suggest? Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes, I thought the same thing when I first started and I found that it didn't work, but I like your thinking. Instead of going, we tried that. (laughs) Whoa, you just shut me down. And and the worst is when they go, "Uh, we tried that already. Give me another idea. Well, sorry, I'm not going to. I'm done. I'm done. And I've learned that in my own work also, you always have to supplement a solution if you're going to turn something down. So I love that idea of it's yes and, or even you were mentioning maybe you never say no again. Maybe... Maybe you do, but in the positive way. I, I'm, I'm. Thank you for catching me on that. I said there, it, there. There's a lot of gray. Okay, mm-hmm. life is gray. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, it's quite colorful. <laughs> you know, it's not. Let's put it this way. Let's it's not it black and white. It's not black and white. <laughs> exactly. And so this is the beginning. This becomes the platform by with by with all um, all my training is built on and all my workshops and and keynotes are you know and coaching. You know, to be so present to that person that that we can really um, that we can really once again see what's inside of them. There's no more thinking outside the box. And now I'm I'm moving more to collaborate, which I just trademarked. Collaborate, communicate, create results. All right, leaders. You know, to be more collaborative. I, I loved. I don't know if anyone was listening to Sherry. I hope they were because Sherry was great just now. What she said, you know, if leaders are looking to just call people in and just go, I want you to do this, that, and this. And you and I were talking about millennials, and I mm-hmm. hope you get to that. Um, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to get the person you wanted. You're not going to get the top tier. How do you get the top tier? How do you get, you know, those the valedictorians? How do you do that? And And, and please, there are people who have left college that are, I'm not saying college is, is the unnecessary. Bandwidth, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it, it isn't. Uh, and yet right now, that's where you're going to start your work from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I also believe in that, you know, starting somebody in the mailroom and, and moving on up. Okay. But, but giving them that opportunity to have a voice within. And, and I've got some amazing examples, you know, between Zappos and Wegmans and all kinds of places that, that have really given the employee you know, the reign to think for themselves within the parameters, and that's why I said within the parameters of the box, within the parameters of um, of the orbit. There's a wonderful book by um, Gordon McKenzie called Orbiting the Giant Hairball, and it's about being creative at work and how we just stifle it, and it starts from our schools, and yet once you just allow for just this tiny bit of creativity, <gasps> Everything opens, including the bank, okay? This this affects bottom line. It really does. It does. And I can't wait to talk to you more about your workshops and why people come to you, who your ideal clients are. So just stay tuned for that. If you're listening, we're going to be right back with Maxine, but we have to take a quick break. 
Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Let's face it, not all company challenges are the same, which is why strategic market intelligence can help identify the actionable information you need to be more competitive. Gain a better understanding of your brand, competition, best prospects, or new product opportunities to generate greater revenues in 2015. Call 949-357-9547 or visit www.strategicmarketintelligence.com. Welcome back to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Asia Celestino, filling in for Rick Franzi. And let's dive right in to our interview with Maxine Shapiro. As we were talking before, you have a group of branded content that is just great for blowing people's minds. I wanted to know why your clients come to you. What are the problems that you're seeing solved through your keynotes and through your presentations and workshops? What's so interesting, Asia, about that is that the people that do call me are the ones that are already doing it. They, That's funny. I know. <laughs> and when I say by doing it, is they're already engaging with their employees. They want they want more collaboration. They want to see ideas grow. Unfortunately, it's the companies that that need it. I can't tell you how many people come up to me when I do, um, you know, associations where obviously they're not working with I, I i go into companies and i go into associations so each person has their own company and they go god can my boss use this and i go well give me their number now he'll never go for it or she'll never go for it and it's and it's so sad so to answer your question these are people that are open to to seeing that that a lot is changing with the new economy and they want to be different and the only way to be different is to get people on the inside and, and to find out what that difference is. You know, branding is so big. You're just asking me about branding, and I was listening to the commercial before us. And branding is not something that some marketing company put together and said, now this is who you are. It's got to be authentic. And, and, it, and if you can take a room full of your employees and let them I mean, the branding, that's what I do is I come in and I facilitate so that the branding rises up and it's clear as a bell when I leave. 
And it's not about me image. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's not about me. It's about them. So I, you know, whatever I just give them the process by which to find it, mm-hmm. and then it it. It, it is magic, and it happens in a very short time. Once they realize that the trust is there, that they, that they are in an environment where they can't express themselves, um, that people actually want to hear it. Because, you know, doing it once and going, well, I asked them to come to me with ideas, but they didn't. And it's like, sorry, you're going to have to do it again and again and again. You know, people have been shutting our ideas down for a very long time. Pleasant persistence, yes. especially yes. when it comes to an idea and a, an approach to work like this. So who is your ideal client? I know that you mentioned that a lot of people and companies that come to you seeking out your help and your expertise are actually people who are already trying to be different. But I asked you during our break, who would your ideal client be? If you could pick any company, it's just like a dream makeover. And I've been sitting here since she asked me this question, going, <laughs> can I really say it? Uh, Just dreaming. do it. You know, uh, there are companies that think that they're that they're different from each other. Like when you go inside, and, and I'll just take, you know, banks for one. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go inside, and if you talk with them, they go, we're different. So let me ask you, Asia, do you think any there are differences between any banks? Hmm. The only foreseeable difference that I can note right now just because I just did some research is maybe banking savings accounts and the interest that you can make on ah. something like that. So very factual. There you We're go. We're on the same level with finance right now. So okay. things like that. But I think as far as customer service or approach to clients, no, not really. It, yeah. And and yet no. everybody thinks that, 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 you know that they're different, and yet if you ask the the consumer what their perception is, there's it's no not. standout right it's now. Not. So how can you do that? And so I do get a lot of calls for um, what they call you know our customer service. And what I'm saying is let's make it you know quit the rote and and let's now make it that awesome, outrageous, legendary customer experience. People want experiences now. Airbnb, you know, it's about the experience. You know, what going and, and hotels can do that. I mean, this is it now. They're they're they have to fight. It used to be, well, we'll just give them, you know, a, a nice cushy robe and, and that'll do, you know. <laughs> and of course, wonderful, wonderful customer experiences there. You know, I'm talking about the Ritz, most definitely. But now they have to even go beyond their brand and make it an individualized experience. And that's going to come from authenticity. It's all about that. So when you, when you, as an employee, ask me what I want, it's got to be authentic. And, you know, Nordstrom has this thing, you know, hire the smile. You know, because mm-hmm. you can train anybody into anything, but the, you know, and and they they started the retail you know experience for you. Oh God, a- Nordstrom's with customer service is like being with your friends, shopping with a personal designer who's also a friend. Oh, oh, they're going to love to hear that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my gosh. Oh, I love Nordstrom's yeah, customer yeah. service, but yeah. let's get back on track. So, um, you mentioned that a lot of the people that come to you are already trying to be different. And I would, I'm trying to include the millennials in this interview. So millennials, or maybe even the people who aren't necessarily millennials that are trying to be different and trying to ban that rote system of 
old traditional ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. How do they start doing that today in in a small way? Are there any small steps that they can start taking to kind of emulate what you're doing within your own brand? Wonderful. That's a great question, Aisha. I, I really believe that, first of all, learning three words, I don't know, and then coming up with, what do you think? You know, we, we think we have... and. It doesn't take a long time to build trust. I do this one exercise that I start all my workshops and keynotes with, and I get everybody in the audience engaging on the story of your name. It's a 60-second exercise. And what happens is it breaks down everything, and then I debrief it. So let me just explain that when, when I do my workshops and keynotes and coaching, it isn't just you know exercise for exercise sake. It's how do we now translate this to where we are in our work, where we are in the industry, where we are in the market, okay? And what are we trying to get to? So it, it could be, you know, a five-minute, you know, or in this case, a two-minute exercise, and we can spend 30 minutes talking about it. And that's where the aha moments get, but because they literally experienced it, it wasn't me telling them, because I could, you know, throw out a pup, you know, a PowerPoint and they could be just fine, thank you very much. It, no, it's not going to work. And, and there's a phrase for us experiential trainers. This is not death by PowerPoint. You know, <laughs> this really isn't. And it is a process, and it's a process that works, which is really important. And so, you know, when, when I do conferences, they say, you know, can we have your PowerPoint ahead of time? And I say no. You know, they're going to have to. Because I want people to be surprised. It, it is that spontaneity. You know, and I also, when we do these exercises, I make sure that, that they're not examples of work because then they know what they should be saying. Mm. So we take other examples and then we translate it. And, and it, it really does become um, quite easy to, to transform. I mean, it really does. You know, again, once there's an atmosphere of trust and, you know, once the... And I won't have a workshop without the CEO saying, I'm going to be there. But if they oh, just I say, love that. Yeah, you know, if she just says, go fix them, mm, sorry. Nope, you got to be there. Got to be there. <laughs> well, be there. I can't believe we're out of time. Uh, I could talk to you about this for a whole other hour, maybe three. But for everyone listening who wants to attend Maxine Shapiro's keynotes or workshops, where can they find out more? How can they keep updated with you and keep in touch? Uh, MaxineShapiro.com. M-A-X-I-N-E. Oh, go ahead. You can yeah, say it. Yeah, I was going to say it, but it's M-A-X-I-N-E-S-H-A-P-I-R-O.com. Correct. Dot com. So MaxineShapiro.com. Make sure you head to that website. Check it out. It's going to change the way that you think about work. Maybe you won't even think of it as work anymore. I just got goosebumps. I swear, <laughs> I, I swear, Asia, I love that. It's so true. It's Thank so you so true. much for coming in today. Thank you. All right. Well, the goal for our show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. Thank you to all of our advertisers, Center Club, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, Setup Group, T&Co, Tone Software, Turn up the volume and UPS protection. That was a mouthful. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Hey, Paul. Our producer, Crystal Nunley. Our live events producer is me, Asia Celestino, our VP of Sales, Rose Chamora, and I'm filling in for Rick Franzi. He's our usual host, and he'll be back next week. But 
Until next time, we hope all of your decisions move your company in a positive direction. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 